Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back to the second guest show. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert, live from the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. Bobby J and I will be on until 8 o'clock tonight, and at 8 o'clock, it'll be the Matt McMahon Show, talking LSU men's basketball. Baba, we had a – this was a, a text sent last week, and also uh, apparently someone else sent it about, would the Saints have an interest in Michael Pratt in the third round? Uh, I think they would. Here becomes the issue. The Saints don't have a third-round pick. Uh, that was involved with the – Sean Payton trade where the Saints get a second round pick from Denver and but (laughs) the Saints also had to kick in a third round so I think you have the right sort of spot where Pratt will end up late second into the third round problem is the Saints don't have at the current time we're talking here they don't have a third round pick well, and how do they view Michael Pratt uh, and, and how they view and how you view how do you view Michael Pratt over Hayner, who, who's there right now? Because I, Mike, I think there's some people there that think Hayner is a starting quarterback in the NFL. Not, that's not my opinion. Well, uh, right, I, right. I don't think he he's a backup guy in the NFL, uh, as far as I look at it. Well, and and and, and Mike, um, I mean we have to say uh, like to me, you know, you you read the program and you read the roster. You know, they you know fudge the numbers. They no way he's six one, two hundred pounds. No, the two hundred pounds part is fudging it more than the six one. No, and I like I was standing by him, and I'm like, and I'm actually shrunk the older I got. I mean, I probably lost three quarters of an inch, and I was like way bigger than him. I'm like, man, he's he, I think he's even shorter than Drew Brees. Oh, and, you know, that's, I and, and I look that. at Drew Brees six feet with his cleats on. Uh, you know, so uh, so I don't know. So, Mike, when you look at okay, the scouting department and how you view like a Hainer, a Jake Hainer versus like a Michael Pratt, and that you know, that, that comes about because you only gonna... have so many reps in practice. Yeah, and you I only mean, got so many draft choices. Right, right. Okay, and the Saints' second-round pick, it was traded, and this a couple years back when they made that multi-trade, uh, multi-draft choice uh, swapping around with the Eagles. So the Eagles have the Saints' second-round pick. The Saints have Denver's second-round pick in the Sean Payton trade. So would kind of put a, a kibosh to the third-round pick talk is the Saints don't have a third-round pick. Though I do think 
that is the area where, 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 where you're going to see Pratt get selection uh, by, by someone because I think him, Spencer Rattler, those guys will go in kind of the same area of the draft. So, so Mike, Michael Pratt, is he um, – I don't know if you know this. You probably know it. Uh, uh, is he going to the combine or is he just getting yeah, ready for his pro day? So he's going to have the combine and his pro day, yeah. right? Yeah, because so. all the quarterbacks are going to go to the combine. Now, do all of them throw? Some of them do, some don't. But okay. who put on the show last year and got into the conversation as a top five pick? Anthony Richardson. Oh, yeah. Uh, Look at uh, the from, show he from put Florida. on. Look at uh, the show he put and on. And he was so inconsistent in college. But look how he parlayed the, the, what he did to get where he got drafted by the Colts. That's why I would tell Joe Milton, hey, you go to the, he's going to get invited to the combine. You go there and put on a show. Because Joe Milton, man, he's got a, a howitzer uh, for an arm. So I mean, how, how would you, throw it. But Mike, uh, how would you view him? They're both from Tennessee. How about him and Hooker? Uh, how would you like, – is Hooker more stable, more reliable? Uh, much more stable, much more reliable, much more accurate, much more, I guess, technically strong. He, he might have lower lows, but maybe not uh, – The highest the, the, the of highs. Not the high highs what you'd have and, in Milton. And so he went through the, the knee surgery and the rehab of it. He'll be ready for this coming season with the Lions. And, Bob, then becomes the big question mark. What do you do after the 2024 season with that contract of Jared Goff? If well, you're Detroit. Because well, sometimes it comes down to finances. Right. Or, or, yeah. Uh, and, and, I mean, I think Jared Goff has proven himself into uh, getting a big payday. From somebody. Yes, if it's not with the Lions. And uh, I don't know if the Lions would – the fan base, they, they, they all, they're all on board with Jerry Goff. The but Lions fan base, they're on board with Jerry Goff. And you got Mike. Ben Johnson coming back for another year as right. the offensive coordinator uh, in that spot. So uh, you got some things here where the Lions, Bob, I don't want to use the term all chips in, but it's pretty close. That they feel as though if they're going to make a run, it's got to be next year. Now, they've got a really good young football team, but the key decision is, what do you do contractually with Jared Goff down the road? Uh, no, and, and, and without a doubt, and I brought this up, uh, you know why the 49ers could, uh, could now they end up lucking out uh, considering what they had to give up for Trey Lance? I mean, the, the, they could have screwed up that whole franchise if, if they don't hit the, uh, the Powerball with Brock Purdy. Well, they gave up three first-round draft picks, and, uh, and Mike, uh, uh, and, and, and third overall, he was taken third overall in 2021, and then you look at Brock Purdy, they're only paying him 870000 So, I mean, it, it, it's unbelievable how, uh, look, uh, what you had to give up, uh, you know, to get a Trey Lance, and then, uh, look, he's dealt away uh, to Dallas a fourth round pick uh, when he couldn't even earn the number two job at the 49ers. He didn't beat out Sam Darnold. No. My Mike, Trey Lance was the number the three, three guy, three guy with, there. With the That's 49ers. why they traded him to Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Here's my thing about Darnold. And, man, I've seen a lot of people, they want to wave the flag that Sam Darnold can be a really good quarterback in the NFL. I've seen enough. I, 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 I take the other view. I don't see Sam Darnold 
uh, as a starting quarterback in a good one in the end. I'm not saying he couldn't yeah, start. Yeah, I'm not. See, I would disagree with that. I think he could be a starter. I don't know about a good one. Yeah, well, that's the he, way he, I feel. He, he would be like, oh, God, who is the quarterback um, that's with the Colts, maybe the Patriots all over, uh, the, the, the black guy, the, the uh, quarterback. Oh, Jacoby uh, Brissett. Yes. Uh, I think, like, okay, Mike, he's a starter in the NFL. No, I'm not saying you're going to win anything and all, but there's not enough. There's 32 teams. So 32 people have to start. So people, even on big media and one at Fox, he, okay, but if Baker Mayfield can do it, he can. My thing is, Baker Mayfield accomplished a lot more in Darnold. the NFL before he went to Tampa than Sam Darnold has. Yeah, yeah how he led the Browns uh, and everything. You know, I, I would view Sam Darnold, Mike, out of 32 starters. I think with his experience and being on the Shatterhand, I think that has helped him progress. I still think he would be like. Um, at best, an 18 to 25 uh, quarterback in or, those numbers. Or a little bit. Oh, no, no, you no, might oh, okay. a little bit lower. Here's yeah. my deal. If I'm in San Francisco and I get to throw the football to Brendan Ayuk and Debo Samuel and Kittle and I got McCaffrey in the backfield, I'm a, a lot better quarterback than I was certainly with the Jets or with uh, Carolina. Look yeah. what they had. Yeah, no, I mean, look, even Baker Mayfield was with Carolina and nothing worked out there. Well, so, I, that's a hellhole there. I mean, I don't, I don't and, know. And you got forward. an owner that's a little unstable. Uh, no patience. <laughs> he, he can't spell it, much less does he have <laughs> it. But, I mean, you know, when you're worth that type of money, $25 billion, you've earned your money a certain way. And you don't understand sports is not like, sort of say, the real world. And, and you always say that about, man, sports is one thing. You get out in the real world, it sucks. No, no, I mean, uh, you get to play a game and get paid for it, uh, even if you Brock Purdy. I mean, where could he be uh, as young as he is in the real world and still making almost 900000 a year? There ain't nowhere. <laughs> and you're one of the lowest-paid quarterbacks yeah, in yeah, the NFL yeah, as yeah, far yeah, as so starters happening. are concerned. When we come back, we'll have Catherine Terrell covering the Saints for ESPN, talking about Saints coaching moves uh, there and also what they're looking for in the offseason right after this break here on the Big 870 WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, 
tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Back here on the second guest show, Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino, Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. We're going to go to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. We have one with us from ESPN covering the New Orleans Saints, Catherine Terrell. Cat, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Cat, uh, Bobby and I were talking about this, and it seems as though it looks as you never know because we saw what happened with Kingsbury. But it looks as though it's a certainty that um, the situation with Kubiak coming to the Saints. But I think for him, uh, fixing the running game, because I, I really think with Dennis Allen, if you put him on the lie detector machine, that's the one thing he has really been disappointed in. The last two years, this football team has struggled to run the football when they need to and have to. And not because they haven't tried. They just have had very little success. Now, again, as a certain art to calling plays and formations and everything else, I think certainly offensive line needs to have an upgrade. you got to get more production from your running backs. But I think in that, because of being under that Shanahan branch and understanding the running game very well, I think that's the key part of bringing him here. Well, yeah, I think that's absolutely um, one of the more important things they need to fix going forward. And the big question is, is Alvin Kamara the same Kamara that we've seen in the past? And can they make it work with him? uh, When Dennis Allen talked at the end of the season, he said, you know, we still think that Kamara can help us win games, but I admit that he wasn't as explosive as he has been before. So it's going to be really interesting to see um, you know, how that all works together with a new offensive coordinator after having Pete Carmichael around so much or so much for so long. Uh, and uh, if they can get the best out of Kamara next year, really. And like you said, the offensive line is going to be the other big part of that. Now, uh, Kat, with that being said, uh, so you that optimistic that Kamara will be on the team next year. And the reason why I bring that up, you know, you got to give up something to get something. And I just look at uh, where Marshawn Lattimore, where Kamara's at in their career. So uh, do you think both of those guys uh, will be back or at least one might be gone? That's a great question. I'm kind of talking about Kamara in the present tense right now since he is still on the team. But I do think just with all of their cap issues, it's not so easy to say, well, they can trade Lattimore and get – and part ways with Michael Thomas and maybe trade Kamara just because of all those dead money issues that are going to come with it. I do think that the Saints obviously restructured Lattimore's contract for a reason to make it easier to trade. That still is going to involve a lot of dead money. So I don't know if we're going to go into the season and see a team without all three of those players. I would think that, you know, Michael Thomas, given everything that happened on Twitter and, just the injuries over the last four years, he likely won't be back. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. Kamara is the big question. But I kind of place them under Ladmore for now in terms of people I don't necessarily expect to be back. But, you know, that's all up in the air. Now, uh, Ked, I wasn't surprised, uh, maybe a little bit, because um, you have to have a scapegoat. And, and you look, uh, the Saints have now, what, seen five assistants uh, lead this offseason. 
And uh, Joel Thomas obviously going, uh, leaving the running backs uh, room, the longtime running back coach to go to the Giants. Uh, but I thought it was interesting. Um, I think Cody Burns maybe at times dealing with the wide receiver room. Nobody's talked much about that, but I don't know if he took up enough for Derek Carr. Uh, I'm just telling you, I've been in those meetings when the quarterback is the man and, and, uh, and, 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 uh, and you know, who you throw under the bus. Uh, but with that being said, I think like Doug Marone. I mean, uh, Doug Marone is now gone after the second stint with the Saints. And, um, look, uh, to me, someone had to, you know, scapegoat or however you describe it, uh, guys you were trying to develop on the offensive line, uh, no, not only this season, like Mike started, we didn't get it done running the football uh, the last two seasons. So uh, it was a talent. It is an individual players. It could be a combination. Uh, but as a head coach, I mean, the head coach or the old line coach, uh, you demanded that you develop in uh, these draft picks, especially when they hide. Yeah, the Doug Marone move was interesting only because of the timing. I kind of, I honestly thought that was the move they were going to make right after the season. He was at the Senior Bowl um, last week, so before all that went down, so that was kind of interesting. Uh, but like you said, I mean, yeah, there's going to be a scapegoat. Pete Carmichael was one of them. When you have a first round pick like Trevor Penning, and you can't get him going, and now you're really kind of getting into crunch time, I guess, in terms of his contract. They haven't, there's a lot of first round picks they haven't hit on lately. And so if he ends up not being able, I mean, we'll know eventually if it's, if it's only talent, but it makes sense that they would want to try to shake up the coaching staff with the offensive line to see if maybe, maybe a younger coach could get something out of them. I don't know. I think it's pretty critical that they figure that out because now they have so many questions on the line with Ramchek's knees and, and things like that. I mean, they're probably going to have to devote another first-round pick to an offensive lineman. Now, Cat, uh, 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 I don't know if I've ever seen this in a while. Um, maybe you might have got some negative on uh, social media, uh, but even the radio listeners, nobody has – I haven't heard any one negative thing about Clint Kubiak. Everyone's ecstatic by him coming on board. Now you got to go out there and prove it. But have you heard any negative reaction to uh, Clint Kubiak becoming the offensive coordinator? I haven't. Well, Saints fans are excited, but it is funny because, you know, this is so typical of football. When you Google, like, Clint Kubiak's name or, like, Google it to see, like, what, you know, like, Reddit has to say, the first thing that comes up is, like, Vikings fans saying he needs to be fired. I mean, that's what I thought. Uh, you know, that's going to happen with, you You know this, that happens with pretty much any coach anywhere. You're always going to have some fans unhappy with you. Um, but as far as Saints fans go, I think most of them, at least most of them on social media, seem excited. But I also think it's like a cautiously optimistic thing because, you know, the whole coaching staff got to prove it this year. Um, I don't know that fans have, are buying back in immediately just because um, they're hiring Kubiak. One of the things, and I don't think there's any debate on this, that this team front office-wise has played a little bit of footsie with John Gruden. And I don't think anybody thought he would come in and become the offensive coordinator, but have some role or some title on this team involved on the offensive side, the football. Your thoughts now, when it looks as though the impending hire of Clint Kubiak, your thoughts on Gruden joining this team, as I don't know if he would be a special consultant on offense, however you want to name it, 
But I don't think there's any debate that they've played a little bit of footsie with John. I think that it would have always been a tough sell to have Gruden be the offensive coordinator because then you're making him the face, one of one of your faces, main faces of your coaching staff and someone that has to talk to the media every week, which just with the nature of everything that's happened the last few years in the lawsuit, that that's more way more of a tough sell than quietly at some point in the offseason saying, hey, uh, we hired him as an offensive assistant. You know, I don't know for sure that's going to happen, but – I know just every, every time I talked to the quarterback about him earlier in the year, you know, they all were just, they loved him. Derek Carr obviously has a close relationship with him. So I think in some capacity, he's probably going to end up working with the team more this year. I mean, it's, you got to figure out how to get the best out of Derek Carr. And so, I mean, I think that Gruden's going to be around in some capacity to do that. I just don't know if it's going to be an official hire or not, or if he's just going to, you know, be a consultant like he was last year. Now, uh, Kat, everyone has, uh, you know, a pick or an interest. Uh, what do you think? Uh, Super Bowl Chiefs, 49ers, you know, 49ers being a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And it's been, it seems like, I don't know, like when Tom Brady was playing, you bet against Tom Brady, you lose. You bet against Pat Mahomes, you lose. Uh, are, are you in that camp, or are, are you think the 49ers could turn it around? Because on one thing, I know one thing, Pacheco's gonna they're gonna try and run the ball with him, considering what the Packers and Lions did against that 49ers run defense. If I see Chase Young playing defensive, run end, right that's at, where at I'm him, run it at him. <laughs> yeah, you got to stop the run. You know, I did pick the 49ers, um, but not with any sort of real confidence because I feel like the Chiefs went from a team that were just you know, okay to you know, playing totally lights out, which is exactly what you want to see at this time of the year. So um, I went 49ers to win, but, you know, I could definitely just see that pick being wrong. I, I think it's I think it's a good matchup. I'm excited about watching it. I know some people are kind of meh on it because the Chiefs have been so successful, and I think people get bored because, you know, they, they like the underdog stories, which I understand, but – um, I'm definitely looking forward to watching it this week, and we'll see if my pick is is wrong. But, you know, I'm going 49ers. Kat, one of the things this team has used a lot of early picks on along the defensive line, and we don't know anything about Peyton Turner. He's, he's had uh, one injury after another here. We didn't see much of Isaiah Foskey last year play at all. The one thing I will say, Brian Brzee, he can rush the quarterback and crush the inside uh, as a pass rusher. Now, he's got to get better in run defense, but I think the development of those defensive ends, knowing you got Cam Jordan into winter years of his NFL career, now we know about Carl Granderson. I think he's always going to be a good player in this league, but that's another area this team has to pay some attention to in the offseason. Uh, there's no kind of hiding the fact Turner's had difficulty staying healthy. You didn't get much out of Foskey. That defensive end spot uh, where you're playing multiple people becomes a question mark going into this season. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I think it's kind of fair to question their draft process or scouting at that position. Uh, they really just haven't drafted well uh, on the edge. And so don't know what they have in Foskey who couldn't get his, get onto the field this year. Um, you know, uh, Turner, 
it's hard to even say you've seen flashes from him because he's played so sparingly. I mean, we really are going into year four and really don't know anything about him at this point, I feel like. And that was kind of a controversial pick to begin with uh, because I remember I worked the athletic at the time and Dane Brugler, I I might be wrong, but I think he had a third round grade on him. So, um, so it kind of, it makes it kind of back to square one. I feel like with the saints and makes them in a position where they're going to have to go offensive line, defensive line. Don't know if they will, but it almost seems inevitable that they're going to have to address those positions high in the draft. You know, Ked, you talk about uh, seasoned veterans, older players, younger players. Um, uh, the one thing, you know, I look at Cam Jordan, you know, he's, we always took it for granted. He's always healthy. But the off year that he had, uh, I still think he has something left in the tank, uh, that being DeMario Davis. Uh, look, he was named to the Pro Bowl second straight season. I didn't realize this, but he was the first Saints linebacker to be named two years in a row since Jonathan Vilma. Back in 2009 and 10. Uh, now, Davis, uh, I think, he ended up replacing Fred Werner because, uh, you know, in, in, in the Pro Bowl because he's obviously playing in the Super Bowl. But uh, since arriving in New Orleans, you want to talk about getting it right in free agency. You know, always talk about the draft. But you want to talk about, like, how Drew Brees came on board in free agency. And how about Double D, DeMario Davis. Since he arrived in New Orleans, he's been named All-Pro five times. First team in 2019 and second team the past four years. That's not Pro Bowl. That's all Pro. So that's AFC and NFC. So uh, you want one guy that stepped up, stepped up this year. I think it was Demario Davis. Uh, was still playing at a very, very high level. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what a great free agent signing. That's oh, that's uh, one of the best free agent signings the Saints have ever had. Um, I don't know if you ranked. I don't know exactly where you ranked at, but. It's, it's like you said, it's got to be pretty high up there uh, after Drew Brees. Um, you know, my question is just how how long can he play like that? He'll be 35 this year. I was running just some numbers, and it's almost kind of shocking how few defensive players are still playing over the age of 35. You would think at this point, with all the improvements in technology and, and everything, it would be more, but uh, it's, it's – single digits uh, from at least what I was looking at. Um, so, you know, you have to hope they can get another year like this out of them. But uh, I feel like at this age, it's such a question mark. And that definitely kind of makes things concerning when two of your most prominent players really you, you have questions about when the, the big decline is going to happen and if it happens next year. I think Kat, for Cam, Cat, one of the things – I think they're going to have to address is what do you do with a pulse and a Debo? You're going to have to pay him uh, because we saw his play this year really take a dramatic jump from a year ago. And I think the other part of that is if, if Lattimore's traded, then it makes a lot more sense to, to move Alante Taylor outside. back to the outside but the position. Nickel? But first things first, I think you're going to have to shell out dead presidents printed on paper to pulse and a Debo. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think the Saints feel like they were they were okay without Lattimore. Like, I, I think that they felt pretty confident in how they played without him, which makes it interesting as to what's going to happen with them later this summer, since I assume if there is any trade, it would have, it would have to be after June 2nd because of the cap ramifications. So if he is gone, you're right, that does make Paulson Adebo 
way more valuable. I mean, how do the Saints view it, though? Do they feel like they could go, they can move Taylor, go sign another guy off the street to play? Because I thought that, you know, Marcus Robertson did such a good job with this group. They were signing street free agents, basically, and uh, they all they all played well, I thought. So that will be interesting, but I do think that if Adebo continues to be a sending player, they have to pay him. You don't want to miss out like they did with Trey Hendrickson, who was clearly a player on the rise, and they just couldn't afford him. And they also, Isaac Yadam, and, and what he did brought to the team this year. Yeah. Also, I mean, he yeah, was a guy coming well. in, everybody, oh, he might be a special teams guy, but look <laughs> how much playing time, and he played well. No, there was only one game he got burned. I'm yeah, to think, was that I, I remember, but I do wait, remember wait, wait, that. Wait, was it the Rams? I don't know, Cat, help me out. There, there was one game, all the um, other games he was outstanding, but he struggled this one game. I was like, man. And I, I remember Rams game, Deuce, maybe? I think I well, yeah, know, it, it might have been the Rams. Yeah, because yeah. Deuce and I were stroking him, oh, he's going to get paid in the future. Did he then, get burnt that and, week? And, <laughs> and, and, oh, no, in a few hours uh, before. We said that statement a few hours later. I think it might have been the Rams game. So it like, had oh. to be because it was the Thursday night yeah, game. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh that, that, that didn't work out too much. Uh, I mean, I'm an Isaac Adam fan because I think he has that ability. He plays with that confidence. You know, he's long and all that. So that's why I, I, I think – I uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Lattimore's not back with the team because the depth they have there. Now, I don't know about all the finance or the salary cap yeah, and all. Yeah, Woodcat brought up yeah. after June 2nd. Yeah, yeah, that, exactly. That's when you're going to yeah. have to deal that off. Yeah, his, uh, his contract is very confusing and very hard to explain. Um, I've broken it down a couple times in articles, but uh, just the dead money and how much it can vary depending on when he, uh, what time of the year he gets traded, if he gets traded. Um, it, it's a little crazy, but the Saints do love to introduce new stuff to the salary cap every single year that we have to try to figure out. Um, but that being said, I think Yadam was one of those players that played very well. I think they're going to want to re-sign him, and I think it probably gives them the confidence that they, they can find guys like that and still be okay. Kat, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Always informative, and we appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me on. All righty. Catherine Terrell, who covers the Saints for ESPN, will be back with more second guests right after this break here on the Big 870 WWL. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on Second Guest, Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert. Bob, we've had a couple texts, and they all kind of in the same vein, but it breaks down to this. Cannon, what are the chances that Clint Kubiak would leave a potential Super Bowl organization to take his chances with a possible one-and-done coaching staff here with the Saints? Well, he has enough skins on the wall, and, and I, I think he, he thinks that because um, he's dealing with a veteran quarterback that he would have success uh, with Derek Carr. And it's, it's not like, and he thinks if he could parlay that and then – so let's say he has success with the Saints and Derek Carr. That don't mean he's staying with Dennis Allen. He might parlay that into a future head coach himself. 
I mean, you know, six, seven, eight coaches get fired every year. Like, I'm not saying one and done, but if they have success, it might be two years and done. Uh, think yeah. about a year ago at this time. Who the hell knew who Canales was? He goes to Tampa Bay, uh, and he works a little bit of magic with Baker, Baker Mayfield, Mayfield. Becomes the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. And he got a head job. And th 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 that's why, Mike, yeah, I think uh, th th that's what he's banking on. Not like he's going to be a Who That Nation member for life. No, he's a hard gun. No, he's a rent <laughs> yeah. coach. No, so he, he's speak. a hard gun, and he knows that you have to win, and you have success, and then, and, and then you go from there. Bob, the other thing, too, with him is he gets to call the plays. Okay, when you're in San Francisco, you know damn well is Kyle Shanahan's baby. Uh, just like if no, you he, with he, the Saints, he's, he's Dennis good. Allen on defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's the offensive head coach for the Saints. That's what and, he is. And he's the offensive head coach for the Saints. So, so that sort of answers so the question. If, if the Saints offense sucks, now Dennis Allen's going to get the blame. But it ain't no Dennis Allen. It's going to be uh, Kubiak. At the end, Dennis will either get the, the reap the rewards of it right. or he right. won't be here right. for it. It's going to be one of the two. Now, if the defense sucks, that's all on Dennis Allen. We'll be back with more second guess, and we'll finish it up here from the Silver Slipper Casino right after this break here on the Big 870 WWL. We're finishing up here on the second guest show. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert, live from the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. We want to tell everybody at 8 o'clock tonight, it'll be the Matt McMahon Show. They'll be talking about LSU's men's basketball team, and, uh, Bob, and they, they blew out Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, uh, boy, uh, but Arkansas going from the uh, penthouse Man, and outhouse. Man, they taking a drop. Yeah, Good Mike, when they were Lord. all of a sudden like uh, Elite Eight a couple of times and even Sweet 16 and how they've fallen by the wayside. And Coach Mulkey and the Lady Tigers, they had a big win, a 40-point win against uh, the Florida Lady And Gators. they needed that. You yeah, know, you yeah. took it a couple of – because I think the loss to South Carolina affected the next game against Yeah, State. without a doubt. And Coach Walker said, no, we can score. Uh, I think at times she's worried about that uh, defense, defense and perimeter defense and all that. So, Yeah, Bob, it'll be interesting as Super Bowl week comes around, uh, the health issues of both teams. Because we all know it does matter who's playing in this game. Looks as though Debo Samuel now with an extra week to get healthy. You're going to get a healthier Debo Samuel than you did, say, against the Lions. Yeah, and uh, the bottom line is, I don't know why I'm doing this. I guess because I picked him in August, but I don't know. I'm going against Pat Mahomes, and then I'm, I'm giving him two and a half points. I'm probably going to lose. <laughs> uh, but, uh, listen, uh, just because I picked the 49ers, right, I, you had the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I had Bowl, the Chiefs, yeah. But um, I don't know. It's kind of like passing the torch, going from Tom Brady to Pat Mahomes. You bet against him, you lose. And if they don't get a pass rush or a better one, they in trouble. Uh, because, man, you can't put pressure on Mahomes. you got some, some deep issues. Bob, finish it up for us tonight. All right. Bonne nuit, Legion. Good night, people. Who that? Go Saints. Matt McMahon Show coming up next here, right here on the Big 870 and free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.